0: in today's show we're looking ahead to the nine games on friday michael bolton thanks josh it's michael bolton here and it's time for another episode of the locked on fantasy basketball podcast let's get to it let's get to it indeed you are locked on fantasy basketball your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the locked on podcast network As always at Redrock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at locked on fantasy basketball today's locked on fantasy basketball podcast is brought to you by McDonald's proudly serving pod uh, not podcasts proudly serving communities since 1965 McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty affordable food it's a place where friends and family from the community can come together a big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there I'm loving it I'm also loving you guys making locked on fantasy basketball your first listen every day we are free and available on all platforms and uh, whatever your favorite team is. We've also got a locked-on show to uh, satisfy your needs there. Let's look ahead. Friday's games, nine of them on. Let's talk about what those nine games, are, what we're watching for in those games. And start with the Nets and the old Pistons. I'm going to watch uh, James Harden. Because again, he's he's fine. Like He's all right. He's hovering around that first-round value. I think he's the 12th-ranked player, but shooting under 40% we would, of course, like him to shoot over 40%. We'd like him to get 45%. I still have pretty high hopes of Harden yeah, being a top five to six player this season, probably top four even, um, but it needs to start turning around soon. Well, I'm also wanting to watch Paddy Mills, who has provided really good streaming value for his points and threes. He, he doesn't do much more than that, but there is value in having that if you need those categories. For the Pearsons, it's a back-to-back for them. Cade's going to play. I want to watch Sadiq Bay. The depressed penis has been uh, bad. I don't know, pretty poor, like the last three or four games. And yeah, his role of him trying to expand his role and take more shots off the dribble and more drives and more two-pointers has not gone well. I didn't think it was ever going to go well. It has not gone well. And he needs to just go back into being a spot-up three-point shooter who provides adequate defense. He is a soft 12-team hold. But if you're in a 10-team league, I'm not convinced. But I'd like to see him... Starts to play well, because he hasn't really. And Jeremy Grant, the usage has been way up for him recently. He's putting together some um, some pretty good numbers over the last two to three games. I want to watch how that looks, especially as Cade Cunningham ramps back into things. And we'll talk about Cade on the recap show later today. But I want to see Grant adjust, and hopefully the efficiency can can really stabilize for Jeremy Grant. The Spurs and the Magic is the next game we look at with Jakob Pertle still in the health and safety protocols. Thad Young is getting um, more minutes. That makes him a valuable player. But is he must roster? I think must is a strong term. I want to see what the role is. Is it still going to be 20 minutes? Will it be 26 or 27? That's going to be the key to see whether he's must roster or whether he's more short term. And then Devin Vassell, who I do think is worth having and holding. He's looking really impressive. At some point, the, you know, the shitfulness that is Doug McDermott is going to have to give way, I think, to uh, to Devin Vassell, or even Keldon Johnson might have to give away some of those minutes to Vassell. And he is worth holding if you've got a stomach for some maybe subpar performances. For the Magic, Cole Anthony stunk last game, but he'd been playing unbelievably before that. Let's hope he can get it back together and see how that all looks. And also, I want to watch Wendell Carter Jr., who's been playing at a really high level this season. I, I, I'm i not 100% sure who remains starting when everyone is healthy, whether it's him or Bamba. I think it will be Wendell but I'm not 100% convinced on that. And I just want to see him continue to improve because I think he's taken taking some, taking some pretty big steps forward so far this season. Next up, we look at the Grizzlies. They are taking on the Washington Wizards. Jaron Jackson got things going last game with some really good shooting. I was more impressed that he played 31 minutes. This shot was always going to improve. It might drop back from where it was last game, but hopefully he can maintain not fouling. Putting up good numbers and getting back to being perhaps a top fifty player, while Stephen Adams' last sort three to four games have been pretty bad in terms of overall fantasy production. Whether that results in him remaining a twelve team league guy, I'm not sure. Uh, for now, he is. I'm not. I'm not like a hundred percent convinced um, you know, that he is going to be that long term. But let's see. Let's see. Can he get back to that guy that he was very early in the season for the Wizards? It's all about the big men to me, how they split the Montrez Harrell and Daniel Gafford minutes. Gafford played like 20 minutes last game. He's still not, he's not at his best for sure. I'm still holding Gafford in 12 team leagues, but you don't need to value him that highly. Like I think best case for him is top 90, like absolute best case. That's not true. Best case is top 60 if you played 30 minutes, but that is just not happening. Best case in his 20 to 22-minute role is like top 90. That's absolute best, right? And then for Harold, he went to the line a ton last game, but we've seen the minutes come back down, which should start to stabilize out his value from where they were um, yeah, not that long ago, which was yeah, those couple of games that Gaffer was out. Harold's numbers went absolutely through the roof. Today's episode, guys, is brought to you by McDonald's, who have been proudly serving communities Since 1965, McDonald's has always been more than that place to get tasty and affordable food. It's a place where people can come together. We all know. Not one person listening to this doesn't know where their local McDonald's is, I'm sure. You all know where it is. You've all got a memory at some point in your life of going to McDonald's. Children's birthday parties, when you were a kid or taking your own kids there. On the way back from a sporting achievement, celebrating. Hey, kids, let's all go to Macca's. Yay, Dad, Macca's, Cheesies, Nuggets. Everyone's got these memories, right? We all know that McDonald's is a central part of our community. You're out on a road trip, you see McDonald's and you go, oh man, all right, just give us a five-minute stopover for a sausage McMuffin. No egg, because egg's gross. Go to sausage McMuffins and, uh, and go through the drive-through at McDonald's on your, on your road trip. Everyone knows that McDonald's is a part of that community. So why don't you head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. Guys, sleep is very important. It's very important. And do you know what makes LeBron James King James, apart from the fact that he gave himself that nickname? Sleep. That's right. Sleep is his superpower. Calm is the number one app for sleep and meditation, and they have teamed up with LeBron James to help you activate the power of sleep. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, but you don't have to be a world champion to learn how to train it. Calm can help you train your brain so that you sleep better, reduce your stress, and perform at your best, just like LeBron. For LeBron, sleep is a critical part of his mental fitness routine. So, head to calm.com slash LockedOnMBA, and for a limited time, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium subscription. With Calm, you have access to the nature scenes LeBron loves, and so much more, like sleep stories and meditation, so you can be ready for any challenges that life throws your away. Again, for a limited time, listeners to this podcast can join LeBron in using Calm and get a 40% discount on a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash NBA. Unlock content to help your focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash NBA. That's calm.com slash NBA. The next game we take a look at is the New York Knicks. They are taking on the Milwaukee Bucks, and we are probably getting Drew Holiday back for Milwaukee, so that's good. But on the next side, I want to watch Kemba Walker, who strung together a really good run of games and then struggled. Hopefully, he gets that back on track. I have a decent level of confidence that he will be fine this season, so let's hope he can get that going. And then Mitchie Robinson, who... uh, Mitch, can you take it from here? And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. He blocked three shots in five minutes last game and then did sweet FA for the rest of the game. I just like a, a, a big game. Like, is that just one big game? Doesn't even have to be every game. Just something that makes me go, yeah. At the moment, he's like a streaming type option. And I'd like to see him become more than that. For the Bucks, how does Drew Holiday look in his return? We know Brooke Lopez remains out, as does Chrissy Middleton. How does Drew look? How does the ankle look? Is he going to be limited in his minutes? What does it mean for George Hill and Pat Connaughton and Grayson Allen? They're also going to have some value because of the other players out. But I think out of those guys like Hill, Connaughton, and Allen, Grayson's the only guy who I think is going to maintain at least fringe 12-team value until everyone returns. So let's see how he looks here. But he's been all right, giving you some points and some threes with not a huge amount else. The next game we take a look at is the Cavaliers and the Raptors. And I want to watch Darius Garland because I've been really impressed with him this season. To me, I don't think there's much argument that he's the better guard on this team between him and Colin Sexton. Rubio's missing shots all over the place at at this point, while I think Garland just looks really comfortable. Really good passing, solid shooting. I'd like the usage to push up further. I think he can develop into an all-star point guard in a few years, personally, so I wouldn't want to watch him. And are they going to go with the starting small forward of Dean Wade again? That would be pretty disgusting if they did. But with Markkinen out, with Okoro likely out, will Wade get that nod again? Can he produce anything? Probably not. On to the Raptors. It is the return of Scotty Barnes. Does he get it? Can he, can he do it? Has he earned it? Barnesy. Doesn't feel right giving him the Barnesy yet, but he's, he's, he's getting close. Um, Scotty Barnes. Let's see how he looks. He's looked awesome before the thumb injury. Hope we get the assists starting to roll in with a high-efficiency offense. That would be great. While Ken Birch... Don't think he's going to start over the big sneeze, Precious Achua, but he's going to close games. And last game, he got into foul trouble, so Precious Minutes came up. I'm really interested to see how the split is between the big tree and uh, the big sneeze, the big battle between the two bigs. On to the next game. Is this the right game or have I got the wrong thing up here? I'm just completely doubting myself at the moment, which is great. So before I show you what I was doubting myself, no, I was right. Don't doubt yourself, Josh. You know what's up. Come on. Solidarity. The Clippers and the Timberwolves, a game we saw just a couple of days ago. Paul George is rocking. He is rolling. He's complaining about the ball, yet he's shooting like 44% from three or something along those lines. Can he keep going? He's had some big steal games. I think he's going to remain a top 10 player this year. Well, Nick Batum with Morris and a Barker out, he's putting up okay numbers, at least worthy of a stream. Uh, I don't think he's going to remain must roster. Well, for the Wolves, Patrick Beverley, He is a must-roster player for the very short term. So he's a guy you grab until D'Angelo Russell is back, and then we see where it goes. And watching what they do with Jared Vanderbilt will be key. Will they bring him off the bench again? But if they do, do they play him those big minutes like last game? He's an excellent rebound streamer without being a must-roster player. I don't think we can view him that way. The Pelicans and the Warriors. Nikhil Alexander-Walker. We don't know if Brandon Ingram's going to play. Alexander Walker's going to start, but can some shots go in? Can he have one game where he hits 50%? Is that asking too much? He still provides some nice steal numbers, but his lack of rebounds and lack of assists do hurt his overall value. Well, Josh the Hitman Hart struggled starting last game for Ingram. I think he is fine as a short-term guy, but I wouldn't be surprised if Ingram does play that Hart goes back to being more of a fringe player. Well, for the Warriors, I want to watch Draymond Green because yeah, his value does tend to go under the radar somewhat, and I think he's been, again, pretty solid most of this year. Can he keep that up and get those defensive stats going? Well, Damian Lee's just been scoring in bunches, and if you need points, there's not many high points guys on the wire. Lee can be one of them. And he can be a stream option, especially in a situation of 14-team leagues. The paces and the Trailblazers, the next game I want to watch. DeMontis Sabonis took like eight shots last game. And everyone said, oh, Josh, yeah, he, he, was, he, he got in foul trouble. He did. He still played over 34 minutes. So it's not like the foul trouble kept his shots down because he still played starters minutes. He's had a couple of games, I think two games out of his last five, where he's been under 10 field goal attempts. So I want to watch what his role is in the offense. He's had a couple of good games in there as well. But he's not that top 10 guy that he was for the first week where he was playing 40-plus minutes. And then Timothy john McConnell with Brogdon back, with Levert back. He played sub-20 minutes. His wrist is hurting. I do not believe he's a 12-team league guy. But the Blazers, Larry Nance, and along with Larry Nance goes Robert Covington. Can Nance at all ever play 25 minutes? It doesn't appear that way. It seems like we're going to need um, injuries for that to be the case for Nance, which is never something you'd love to rely upon. While Yusuf Nurkic... No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. It continues to bother me that when I watch the Blazers, that they always look better with him on the court or when he's getting the ball. And then they don't do those things and he looks trash. But Billups doesn't recognize that. I would like to see a little bit more usage go Nurkic's way. I'd like to see some more minutes go his way as well. And even though he's been somewhat disappointing, he's still like a top 80 guy, top 85 guy for this season. The Hornets were pretty disappointing in the end of that game against the Warriors. I would like to see them do better here against the Kings, but what I can't be disappointed in is Miles Bridges, because he's been unbelievable. The usage, I do think, will start to drop down, but efficiency, not necessarily. I think he's, at this point, he's the second best player in their team. Definitely from what we've seen this year, he's the second best player in this team, if not the best player. Lomelo is probably still the best, but you know, Haywood's sort of taken a step back. Rogier's not quite there. He's been amazing. So I always want to watch him. And I also want to see Rogier. Can we get some semblance of efficiency back or was last year just a mirage? I think Rogier still is a 12-team league guy, but he could easily not be a top 100 player if he can't hit shots and usage does drop somewhat. While for the Kings, Buddy Heald was bothered by an ankle injury last game, apparently. Well, not apparently. He heard it the game before that. Came in and just didn't look right. Um, he'd been playing at a really high level. Was that just a one-game blip or is this ankle going to be something that bothers him? Or Davion Mitchell. Some games he has these high steal games. Some days he has nice scoring. Some days he has nice assists, but it's never been able to be put together. Can we get it all put together? Because he's getting 27 a night. It's still not translating to top 220 fantasy numbers. And he's still you know got Fox and Halliburton and Heald all ahead of him. And interesting if they keep going with that short eight man rotation, which is helping to boost his value as well, taking Terrence Davis out of things. So what do what do the Kings do with Davion Mitchell? And can he put yeah, at least two categories together in one game, which he has struggled to do in most of his um most of his performances, guys? Thanksgiving is coming up, and we all know Thanksgiving is, well, I don't, but I know from watching American TV shows and movies and talking to you guys that Thanksgiving is about food. It's about family, it's about food, and of course, giving thanks. But these desserts, they are full of calories. A slice of pie might have 300 calories in it, but a bill bar has just 130 and just four grams of sugar. That is a great way of having a delicious treat without putting on the weight. So instead of a coconut cream pie, why don't you have a coconut built Bar and get yourself a Raspberry built Bar to replace your slice of raspberry pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, and high protein. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. So bring a box of built Bar to your family gathering, pass them around like Santa pulling gifts out of his sack, giggity, and get your family to try them because you will not be disappointed and neither will they. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That is the promo code LOCKED15 at Bilt.com. Come. Okay, let's go on to the next lot of things. And that is we're talking streamers for the action on Friday in nine category leagues. These guys are all available in 50% of leagues. Nick Batum, Bruce Brown, Drew Eubanks, Jared Vanderbilt, Damian Lee, Thad Young, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, Pat Connerton, and Jaden McDaniels is available as well. I don't mind him as a stream guy. If we're looking at um, deeper leagues where they're rostered in under 10%, we'll look at Brown, Eubanks is a great stream, Damo Lee, Isaiah Hartenstein, Dougie McDermott, Jordan Wara, Killian Hayes, uh, Dylan Windler, and Andre Igadala. And lastly, we go to points leagues where Batum, Aldridge, Terrence Mann, Bobby Portis, Jared Vanderbilt, Luke Kennard, Drew Eubanks, Jordan Wara, and Bruce Brown can all be stream options for Friday. Guys, that will do it for today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app, but on YouTube. Give me a thumbs up. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.